0: Good evening, Bridges Elementary families. I'm so happy to share this night of learning with all of you third grade parents. My name is Jill Cummings, and I am the educational psychologist for all of Washington Township schools. Our topic tonight is self-efficacy in children. Show of hands, how many people here tonight know what self-efficacy is? I see a few hands going up, that's great. The definition of self-efficacy, as written by author Dale Schunk, is the belief about what one is capable of doing. It's not the same as knowing what to do. Engaging self-efficacy, individuals assess their skills and their capabilities to translate those skills into action. Think back to when your child was learning to ride a bike. The children who get on that bike, once you take the training wheels off, they get back on and they try and they try again, because deep down they believe they can and they will ride that bike. That belief is self-efficacy. Why is self-efficacy important? Should we focus on this and on similar topics like self-esteem here in school? I say the answer is yes. Healthy self-esteem helps children deal with everyday challenges. The belief a child has in his or her abilities will play a huge part in how they learn, how they play, and how they interact with others. I'm a big believer that by coming to school, our children are learning much more than what is in their textbooks. According to an article entitled, Nurturing Self-Esteem and Self-Efficacy in Children, published by Psychology Everywhere, a child will try harder at anything if they think that they can do it. I think back to my own childhood and can nod in agreement. If you handed me math, a math worksheet, or even science worksheet when I was in middle school or elementary school, I truly felt like I could not do it. I would not learn it. That's how I felt. However, in English class, I welcomed all of the reading assignments, all of the writing assignments because my historical data and experience showed me that I did well on these. I thought I could do well, so guess what, I did. Our job as educators, parents, and supporters is to build our children up, help them see that success is possible. Why is self-efficacy important today? And how has our focus and viewpoint changed over the, over the years on this topic? Who here, show of hands, felt that education, parenting, and childhood were very different when you were young? Do you recall specialists being trained and available for learners of different needs? Do you recall school systems being coached in learning styles, learning theories, teaching variations, kindness weeks, anti-bullying teams and seminars? I've heard many parents talk about riding bikes all over their neighborhood until dusk with no cell phone in hand to text mom. Our world has absolutely changed over the last couple of decades And at least in my eyes, education has bettered for it. During the 1980s, educators shifted their interest in motivation towards cognitive processes and information processing viewpoints of human functioning. The so-called cognitive revolution of that era was influenced by computers and other emerging technologies. The focus on cognitive tasks and internal mental events resulted in studies making it appear that the American learner was graduating high school lacking the very basic education, and parents called for a back-to-basics return, as they called it. The focus moved away from how students felt and how they processed information, despite the excitement around that at the time, and it returned to focusing on the raising of achievement test results. And we all know the standardized tests that we see today, and many people have their own opinions on those tests. And there are many opinions regarding the self-esteem controversies as well. Are we spending our time on something that's worthwhile to study when we look into self-esteem and self-self efficacy? Excuse me. According to Bandura, self-efficacy influences the choices people make and the course of action they pursue. Beliefs of personal competence also help predict and fuel the results one expects. Children who are confident expect successful outcomes. We all know that rock star soccer player who wants that ball because they know they will score if they get it. That child is confident and is looking at that game as a task or a challenge to be mastered rather than say myself in second grade practically hiding when the ball was near me. You see, when someone is familiar with the demands of a task or activity, they are more prepared to call on their self-efficacy beliefs that have been cultivated by past experiences in similar situations. How does this soccer example bridge to our focus here tonight, learning? Everyone here this evening has a child or children they want to see succeed. How can we set our children up for successes? And how can we focus on self-efficacy in a way that will help us do that? Number one, celebrate successes with our students. Help your child take a moment to note that they got another A on a spelling test or that their 75 has become an 82. Celebrate every little minor yay moment with them. And so next time they are faced with a new spelling test or a new math uh, activity, that they are remembering those past successes and they have that internal belief that they will do well again. Number two, take note of the things that truly impact children's self-efficacy. Relationships with you, their parents, relationships with, with teachers, and relationships with friends are all paramount in a child's development. Think back to when you were in third grade. Those three items there were your entire world, parents, teachers, and friends. Keep a communication dialogue with your children's teachers. Are they social at school? Will your student volunteer to go to the front of the room? Do they slink down in their chair if they are called to participate? Do they have friends in class? Do they have someone to sit with at lunch? Partner with your school allies to make sure all of their child's needs are met. Often, those at school can give us a really good insight to the things that we cannot see at home as parents. Number three, lastly, friendships are so important and life-shaping to all students. We may need to help our children learn how to make friends or how to communicate with peers. We all know that student who is shy, and we all know that student who is not. Friendships can be hard to cultivate for some children, and it may take some uh, coaxing and some encouragement, and it may not come naturally to some students on how to say hello to someone new or how to invite a child to play. When my own daughter, I used to be in recess around second grade, she was invited to play with a group of children and they had kind of put the invite out to all children, everyone's welcome to come play, but she felt too shy to join in because the clear specific invitation with her name on it was not presented. She would sit out and she would look sad and she would come home and tell me that she didn't have people to play with when I knew that that group really did invite her to join. Situations like this can be really hard for children to process. Friendships are so important for our children, but they are not always intuitive. We need to lead by example and to help our children try to learn and try to understand the art of introductions and initiating conversation. This can be hard for adults, so it really does take some communication, some dialogue, and some back and forth, maybe even role-playing with our kids, so they understand that this is not always something that comes naturally, it may be something they need to practice with you. And you can encourage them to try next time you're at Chick-fil-A in the play area or on the playground and you see children that your daughter or son does not know, encourage them to go try to say hello and make a new friend and give them tips on how to do that. It looks like our time for this session is coming to a close. So, I wanted to thank you for spending your time with me this evening and to spend that time thinking about something that, as a society, I don't think we think about enough. We want our children to learn to grow and develop and evolve, and they will grow best with the internal encouragement that self efficacy gives us. We, as parents, can do this, we can foster this belief, and our children can do anything they believe that they can. Let us work together to spark this belief so our children flourish. On your way out, please take the handout that I've put over by the door. I've included some interesting articles and sites about child self-efficacy, and I invite you to partner with myself and your other school allies like your children's teachers here at Birch's Elementary. We are a team, and we're all here to help your child succeed. Thank you all for listening. I welcome all questions that you have, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks so much.